Welcome back to a very special edition, Zoom edition of the YKTR Sports Show. We got Skipper Scope in the building, rocking the new merch, and the boss in at home. How are we? We're doing good. Just obviously, we're in lockdown for another week um, through YKTR, so just going to start keep pumping out content for you guys. So um, haven't done this in a while. The old Zoom shows reminds me of COVID mm. last year, but looking forward to it. Skip, you're all right. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, mate. Obviously, we got the numbers back this morning. The numbers are good. Skip is good. Uh, great for Wes Per. Um, you know, all the stuff we're doing in the Doozy Club has been great. It's got a little community building, so everything's good, boys. You're looking looking pretty pretty in the old uh, Punners Club hoodie there as well. You like that, don't you? Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, you know, as soon as uh, I know the boss and, and Lukey put in a lot of work with these, um, you know, when, when I had to design it myself, I'm, I'll admit it was kitty, so it's good to have uh, good good to have the experts back involved. And um, nah, stoked with this, boys. I've I've been switching between this and the um, the DJ one the last couple of days. It's just just a perfect little fit. So yeah, grateful was. There you go. Um, speaking of grateful, grateful for Fox Sports uh, giving our boy Normie a nice little spray over the weekend. Obviously, it seems like an age ago now, but um, I so I think we should probably address it off the top. Fox League came out with a post that. I don't think we were the only ones that sort of had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to. Obviously, the whole rugby league community sort of called it out for what it was. We said our piece, but um, in the days and sort of hours that have rolled on, man, what did you make of that and where are we at now? Corey, straight off the bat, that's what caught our attention straight away. Uh, but I think universally, like, we all sort of agreed that, like, it's not so much about the post being about Corey, um, even though that did catch our attention straight away. It's more so the fact that just how it, like, it just didn't make sense. Like, sometimes Fox League do these things where they just throw the boys underneath the bus, and they're obviously the biggest, like, media platform in our game, and they, they continue to sort of post things like this. So uh, it was obviously, like, a little bit frustrating. Bro, my phone was going off. I didn't actually see the post. Um, I had a bunch of NRL players messaging me going, fuck, 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 look at this, look at this, look at this. And then by the time I'd actually jumped on Instagram, uh, the post had been deleted. So obviously they knew they were doing something wrong, but just sort of the thought process behind it, you've got someone there, like we make content, so we know how long it takes to sort of put a graphic like that together. That's like a half an hour graphic. Surely the thought process of it when you're going through it is like, no, nah, I don't feel like this is the right thing to do. And obviously they got a reaction off the back of it. Um, what, one thing that sort of we talked about, or I talked about with Corey is make sure, making sure that we do have a stand now because you do want to leave the game in a better place than, than he's left it. Obviously, he's coming towards the back end of his career. He's open to criticism. He understands that. He's highly paid. He's in a position that dictates results. He's in a club that's struggling. He understands that criticism's coming his way. But when you've got a media platform like Fox Sports blowing it with a blowtorch, um, that's when it starts to draw the line, and that's when it starts to get like a little bit yuck. So um, we've got a great game. We've got a great bunch of great kids coming through, Reese Walsh and all these sorts of boys. Um, you, you want to leave the game in a better place than what it is. And it's important for us to make a stand right now on, on, on topics like this because – make a stand right now on topics like, like this because, um, like, the next generation is coming through. And all it takes is just one person on the bad day on the wrong night with the wrong post and something scary could happen. So it sounds like a little bit dramatic, but, um, like, mental health is a thing right now in this country and shit like that just doesn't help. I just don't see the point in it. Skip. Yeah, mate. Obviously, ice always, um, you know, you know, hits all the right points. One thing, again, speaking to Normie, I think was important. I obviously got fired up straight away. I had people reach out to me, and as you've seen, you know, I had my post, and I, you know, I got after it, and and was really fucking pissed off. Like I didn't even watch the second the second game. I had um, 
I was all worked up and and then I started like for, and then then I had to pull myself back first and then just go, all right, fuck, I want to reach out to Normie. So I reached out to Normie. And as I said, it's almost a blessing in disguise that it was a guy like Normie, because this is what we spoke about. I've, you know, I end up FaceTiming him the next day as well. And I and and the point that I saw, one of the points that Ice was talking about, like if it wasn't Normie, like if it just say if, if it wasn't a guy like Normie who's, you know, been through and might have been a younger player or you know, a guy that's been pumped a fair, a fair bit over the last couple, because like, there are so many examples, right, that have been sent to us over the last couple of weeks. A guy like Kyle Flanagan, um, he's a guy that's been hammered at the Bulldogs recently. And, um, you know, like to have a post like that put to him at this point of his career, you know, he might not have been able to handle it as well as Normie. So normally, like like I said, Normie was, um, you know, okay, and and you know, sort of just was able to rub it off. But that's a that's a point that we spoke about the next day. Like, what if it was a go- a kid that you know that wasn't being able to, that wouldn't have been able to handle it as well? I think that's important, and that's a big reason. Like, you know, why I said in my post as well that you know, although it was normie, this is there's the bigger picture here, and um, and even if it wasn't normie, you know, you know, I'm backing myself to do that sort of post again on behalf of whoever it was. Yeah, and I think um, I think we touched on it as well. Like there was a lot of sort of knee-jerk action. We we're going, who was it? Who's the one who did it? But I think Lukey probably summed it up best when he said it's more indicative of the culture in an organisation like that and the culture around the game at the moment. That wasn't one person who decided they hated Normie and wanted to make a shit post about Normie. It's the clickbaity sort of gross culture that we've all sort of seen developing. And kind of the reason Ice why you you know, partly why the reason why you wanted to start YKTR Sports in the first place. So it's kind of a weird sort of full circle moment in that regard, but we're not blaming the person who posted that. We're blaming the, or at least calling out the sort of culture around that, you know, they're happy to bump up Latrell and all the boys when they're calling out trolls when it's popular. And the second that bagging Normie or bagging another player is popular, they pivot. So I think that was kind of more of our our wider point, yeah? And obviously, like, I was on the phone to Nudo, like, pretty much straight off the bat, just saying, oh, like, what's the go here? What's the best way to approach it? And he went straight to the head of Fox Sports. So Fox Sports and Fox League, they're different um, entities as well, different media companies as well. So uh, we're looking at Fox Sports and, like, we see all the um, personalities that are associated with it, the Matty Johns, the Yvonne Sampsons, or, like, well, why can't we get an ontology from these people? They're actually different media companies as well. So... It's kind of hard because we start to get angry at Fox Sports or Fox League and we kind of congregate these people all into a certain type. Same way when a rugby league player fucks up and um, they're like, oh, all league players are bad people. No, that's not the case. And But there is a flaw in the system somewhere. And that's just the thing that we need to change. But in saying that, when I woke up the next day, I was thinking, like, even though we're angry at this, like it is, it kind of justifies what we're trying to do here at YKTR Sports and Bloke in the Bar and Hello Sports and um, any you know, of these sub-media platforms that, like they don't appreciate what they've got. They're just sort of taking it for what it is and they're driving traffic towards us. You know what I mean? So that was kind of like the upside of it as well. But it, it is it needs to go. It needs to be out of the game. Um, I think direct messages to NRL players need to be out of the game. Like everyone knows, I've got Corey's Instagram account and on the weekend, um, I've started screenshotting some of the stuff. I get angry and I'm about to post and I'm about to tag them to people in them. But I don't think it's the right way to do it as well. I don't think singling out certain people. Uh, we had... A guy whose tweet was actually in the um, photo 
he he sort of reached out and said, oh, like he had a justified reason. And like we're fans of sports. The reason why why we started YKTR Sports is because we're fucking fans of sports as well. So we understand frustration. We understand that your team's not always going to win. But there has to be a line. We have to draw the line somewhere of getting in direct contact with players. You can't be going like, fuck you, Normie. You should end your life. Shit like that. That's 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 a line in the sand that we need to fucking get rid of straight away. And that's the balance that we need to find right now. Because me, social media has opened up the world and you can get, get direct contact to them. But, um, man, we're going to use our platform to try and stop this, to try and break down that um, yucky, yuckiness at the moment. I don't like it. Yeah, I think it's important just to add to that as well. What I said that that probably it's probably the same guy that we've been in. Um, I've been in contact with all weekend. Um, he reached out, and it and it even filtered it into just more shit. And like this is another aspect you've got to take in consideration from from the post from Fox is that you know he's a passionate fan. He's been following the Dragons for a minute. He let his emotions get the best of him and and attacked Normie's play, not personally. So he didn't go over the line in terms of um, you know he was just trying to. He was criticising the way Normie was playing in the game, and and I've said all along that's you know, I've, I do that the same when I you know play with Bay yeah. Packers. I actually don't. I never get on my phone and and critique it. But if you if you got a fucking Zoom set up at home with me watching a Packers game, geez, I've give a few of the Packers players a sparing me time. So look, I've, I've got no problem with that. And then you know, me and him have had back and forth now over the last couple of days, and I've had a guy attack me for sticking up for him, <laughs> and I said to him, bro, like. Um, he goes, you're supposed to be mates with Normie. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, bro. I reached out to Normie and Normie accepted the apology. What, what else do you want me to do for this? And then, and then what, you know, what I started to realize with, and this is where I started to sort of try to flip it after I gathered myself as well. I got emotional on the Friday as well, is that, you know, you know, hate doesn't fix hate. So, um, going, going over and, and, and trying to go with this guy again, um, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, some of the people that were involved on in that post, that they're all right, um, you know, their mental health as well. I think that's important because this guy has actually been hammered. I think he started a new Instagram account because um, he was copping abuse and people were telling him to kill himself and all this sort of stuff. So um, just another... Just a, you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. So just another another part to be mindful of in all of this and uh, just a pretty ugly situation over the weekend. But like I said um, to him you know, the way that we deal with it as players in the past or an ex-player or doing what we do now is, you know, everything sort of just goes away with time. You know, remove yourself for a little bit like I did, like I said. You know, I, I went back at one person um, on Instagram and then realised I'm just adding to the fucking noise here. So I got myself off and, you know, refreshed myself, had that message with that screenshot with that interaction that I had with one of the guys that was in the post. And I just felt a whole lot better about myself the next day. Um, you know, going down, taking that road. So, uh, you know, I think I think that was the right way to go. And, I, you know, if, if the next couple of days we – it'd be nice to get an apology from Fox, but if it doesn't happen, I'm probably not expecting it. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably leave that there. The most important thing for us, obviously, is normally sweet. Normally sweet with everything. So that was yep. probably to be expected. But, listen, the issue has been highlighted, um, and we're hoping that there can be a cultural shift. And if we can, you know, us, the Denons of the world, Rosies of the world, can somehow be a part of that, that's why we're here, baby. But let's talk a bit of X's and O's scope. I'm going to start with you on this one because it was a Scope Cup 2.0. And uh, true to the Scope's prediction, 56 of the best for Manly. Um, we will touch on Manly in the back end, but I want to start with Para, <laughs> mate, because – Obviously, it's alarm bells at the moment. I think they're on a, what, four-game slid or something, slid down to six now. 
What did you make of the game? Slide. Slide. Obviously, power moving forward, mate. Oh, bit like BA, mate. Um, Obviously, got ties to both teams, so it does hurt to see. Um, Like I said, I you know I predicted this scoreline. We you know in our little group chat, we talked about this could be an ugly game for them, and you know from the first fucking from the first set, the second tackle, um, they just never recovered and. They look a little, they look lost, mate. They look um, I think just across the park. They're looking for answers. They need some confidence. They're not going to get it because the games aren't going to get harder. I think they've got one team outside of the top six, like we predict, like I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago with their run home doom. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough period for for Parramatta Eels. And uh, that was that was exactly the bounce back that I expected from Manly due to what they'd been been tossing up in the last couple of months. Uh, to think, you know, we'll obviously get into turbo as well. But um, Ice, you got anything more to add about Parramatta? No, I believe the club. It always has been. Um, we sort of done a sort of conversation last week about alignment, and they sort of like the Green pack, Bay Packers, aren't they? There's always something going wrong with the front office, and the reason why, like good clubs, they don't leak information. The the boys could have a punch on their training, you'd never find out. As soon as Clint Gufferson's going through a contract negotiation, shit just leaks out straight away. By the time he's got back into his car, there's someone at Fox Sports reporting on it as well. So um, clubs like that, man, there's always something wrong with them. So you can see that sort of playing out on the field. Do sorry, do feel sorry for Brad Arthur, a really good coach. Um, I can't see them winning too many games from here on out. It's just a confidence thing, man. Confidence is a wonderful thing. And if you could sell it by the bottle, you'd be worth billions. And I don't think anyone in their team's got it right now. I can Just before we jump off, Barrett, can I ask you, Two things. Is it as simple as Reed Marnie being out? And the second thing is Brad Arthur said after the game, he goes, I think we just need to get away from football for a week. Maybe the head noise is too much. Is that, I'm just trying, I'm trying to look for answers as well, but is that something that you think could work? Um, yeah, back in the day, they used to have a thing called a team piss up. So whenever you'd lose three in a row, the coach would go, all right, boys, get down to the pub Monday. We're <laughs> going to tear one in. And you get blind and, I don't know, it seemed to work back in the day. You can't really do <laughs> you that anymore. come out as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the boys start calling each other out. Obviously, you don't want to turn into a drunken fight, but, man, there's some frustrated boys after a few beers uh, aren't afraid to speak up, especially those quiet Islander boys as well. So, um, so they, that's how he used to do it. And, fuck, we sound like old school players here, like back in our time. Uh, but, yeah, now they do it. Just get away from football. And when you're losing, everything seems to feel worse. You don't sleep as well. Food don't taste as good. Uh, people on the road are a little bit annoying. So I think that play from Brad Arthur was a good one. Not everyone's going to agree with it. Um, but sometimes you just feel bottled down with football. It's a draining profession to be in and, and getting time away is, is sometimes the remedy that they need. So hopefully they come back in the training, feel a lot more relaxed. Still a wonderfully talented side. You've still got Dylan Brown in there, Mitchell Moses' class. Uh, Guffo's there as well. He's always up for it as well. And they've got a really good forward pack. So how they bounce back from this this week is going to be really interesting and hopefully a couple of days off does it for the blue and gold. Yeah, Skip, just on the on the day off approach, something you'd probably you probably wouldn't mind adopting. Oh mate, I I love the day off fucking <laughs> at every club I played at, whether we won fucking three in a row or lost three in a row. So um yeah, no, Paul Lukey was in on you know life support on on Friday uh, <laughs> when was it? Saturday night after the game and he was messaging me and he, he was going, What's wrong? And I like it's there's one thing I told him. I said, "Look, I didn't realize it until I left Para, but there's always been this stigma around the club, and this is a, there's like a perception from other clubs when they play Para that um, 
there's always a lot of shit going on around it, Parra, and there's a lot of finger pointing. And this is what Ice is talking about with regards to the front office. It's been there for as long as I can remember. And it even goes back to, you know, some of the old boys, you know, like the old boys from the from the glory years aren't afraid to have their say and, and deservedly so. Like, you know, what happens is the journos seem to, you know, get into them whenever Paragon is skid and, um, you know, the older boys are, happy to get in and have their say and then there have always been these uh these conversations above like we're not even talking coaching i'm talking like administration and and owners behind the scenes and silent owners and all this sort of stuff and what that does is, is it creates finger pointing and and finger pointing like from the top Fice talked about it on his um inside um yktr so the inner circle sorry and then it once it starts at the top it just filters on down so like you said when when you have those piss ups and and a few hard truths need to be given and they come out at this time, you start to realise you know one player might say something and you go, I wonder how long he's been holding. We joke around of it, we joke around about it, but you know whenever someone says anything and there's a little bit in it, you know how long has he been thinking about that for? So um, you know that's at the core. I know I know that's pretty pretty deep to be you know diving into it you know um, that internally, but like you know that's my opinion from playing at the club and then moving on and then how they were viewed by manly when i when i got to manly well let's jump over to manly then because turbo is just doing turbo things um absolutely taking the piss and did it with a little Mm. fractured cheekbone as well ice we'll start with you um firstly on turbo's performance manly fucking racking up 50 the best but then secondly his injury deal no big deal what do you reckon yeah, as they say, he's only going to be out for a week or two. I see it as no big deal. Obviously, Rip and Garrett can go back there. He's not going to be the Tommy Turbo. I don't think anyone is, but there's enough football. I'm probably going to talk less about Tommy and more about Manly as a football side. Like, there's the saying, like, oh, he's just a footballer. And Manly have got more than anyone. Like, both the Chaboyevich boys can play football. DCE can play football. Fozzie's got it in them. Schuster's got it in them as well. They're just a great side to watch. And we always talk about, like, shape and shots and sort of stuff like that. When you watch Manly, you just don't know where they're going to attack from. DCE, like, there's something about Manly, and they've always had it. They've never been afraid to throw football, whether they're up by six, up by 16, up by 60. Uh, Man, this is a wonderful side to watch. And I generally think they are a genuine threat to Melbourne. Uh, I think I think Penrith were like a little bit shaky, even with Nathan Cleary back. I thought he was good, but man, I, when when you try and do video on Melbourne, a lot of the time you're watching Tommy, but a lot of their tries come from far back as well. So they're always up to play football. Um, they've got beautiful shape on both sides. Obviously, DCE's kicking game is elite. He kicks early, he kicks late. Um, he's just he find, knows when to find the line. It's just a beautifully balanced team right now, and they're a pleasure to watch. Skip. I think this sets up perfectly, boys. We've been talking, Skip's been talking about it for a minute. Uh, they've got a, they roll into this week against the Raiders, who have been playing, um, you know, the last four or five weeks have been not too bad. But obviously, I still think they could beat them. But like I said all along, if they end up slipping up on this game and then, um, you know, favorable last two games to roll into the finals and finish in that fifth spot where I thought it wouldn't be. Um, the worst thing ever to happen for him. Uh, I know, you know, I've spoken to a boys. We've got, you know, strong relationships still with the club, as you know. They come out of that game really confident against Melbourne. The boys, they, um, they, they realise that they played the best. They uh, recognise that Melbourne are the best team, but they know that they there's a lot of improvement in them, and um, 
the opportunity, they feel like they'll get another opportunity to play him down the road. And uh, if, if Turbo gets a nice little freshen up, he always, as you know, he's, he's missed a few games at the start of the year, come back strong, missed a couple of games at around origin time, come back strong. So if this this injury in itself might not be the worst thing, and um, if Turbo just misses misses this week, first of all, his toughness, because it looked like, I think it happened Early. In the first twenty minutes or, or whatever, uh, was, was it the head knock on Garrick when he was trying to? I think it was. Stop? I think it was start of the second half when Sevo came over and 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 hit him pretty oh, okay. hard as he was falling. Yeah, and I and I believe he's had that you know injured that uh, cheekbone before, and um, yeah. I think there's a plate in there. So some some of these players, like you mentioned, Nathan Cleary as well. Ice, we had you know I I joked around about having not joked around. I I I'll let you know I had that that same shoulder injury. We end up getting the correct term for it in the YouTube comments, by the way. Mm. Uh, whereas a pass, partial dis- dislocation, like, I come off straight away in that game, by the way. <laughs> Nathan Cleary's played the rest of Origin. Fuck, he did it in the first 10 minutes. So, mate, these top-tier players, you know, that's what separates them from the rest. Um, they're just, they're fucking so, you, can, you know, can't speak highly of their toughness. And I was really impressed with Nathan on the weekend and, and, I've been beating the drum about Manly and and in, and in particular the Rabbitohs about being, you know, now the the biggest threat. But you just see what Nathan unlocks for the Penrith and you know what Matt Matt Burton and in particular Jerome Law is able to do. Uh, it could. Yeah, um, I think Cooper Cronk put it up there. Jerome Law hasn't done a try assist in eight games since Nathan's been out. Fuck. Yeah, so that shows how important Nathan Nathan is to the boys. Yeah, Just for on sure. Nathan, on Nathan Ice, before we move off this, him coming back into that Panther side, obviously when they were undefeated, season was still rolling, and he was at the start of the year. They were the red-hot favourites. He goes down. You see Manly and Melbourne surge up. Do you still put Penrith in that sort of premiership top two, three spot with Nathan back, or do you think the Rabbitohs have maybe slid in? Definitely back in, in that sort of conversation with Nathan there. Um, obviously, Brian Toller's still got to come back. He's still got Fisher Harris to come back as well. Man, he's probably the like as as much as Nathan Cleary is a big loss, he's probably the next one behind him, I reckon, in my opinion. Um, their go forward isn't quite the same. Um, their sort of block shapes off the back of Yowie aren't the same as well. So he, I think he rolls back in this week or week after. What's the go of TPJ? I don't um, know. I think he was. I think he was close to playing last week, but he had uh, personal issues, boys. He had some some family stuff that happened to him. So um, I think I, I think Ivan held him back because of that because he had to um, shoot back and and. And check in on family, mate. Probably two very strong, stronger, two of the stronger carriers of the ball coming back in, which is just going to get quick play of the balls and then lets everyone else free up. But I think Brian Toru um, is a big one coming back as well. So they're going to be limping into the finals a little bit, um, which doesn't help. You want to be sort of like flying in the form like Manly are, but um, there's still enough talent to get by. Um, hopefully, if they can get past that first round and have a week off, I think that sets them up for the major semi crucial. pretty well. Yeah, that's important. They, they don't want to be playing every game. Well, they got, like I said in, in that um, little graph that I did, uh, wrote up, and, and just quickly, you mentioned in the three points that you, a couple of points that you said before, Ice. Brian Tyo, for me, is their best outside back. Um, Nathan Cleary is their fucking most important piece. And James Fisher Harris in the middle is their most important middle, you know, probably hand in hand with Isaiah Yell. But you know, at all three levels, it's important to have all when when all those three guys come back, then we'll see the real uh, Panthers. But like I said, um, you know, with that bracket that I did up, I had 
no matter what, all the other results were, apart from Melbourne finishing first, um, Rabbitohs and Panthers are going to finish two and three no matter what. So they're going to play each other first round. And I just, with it, what I'm saying from South, I just can't see Penrith beating them at this moment. Um, so then their road becomes tougher and then therefore they flip and end up on the same side of Melbourne, which is, for me, just going to be a monumental task for them. That's why I've sort of, you know, looking at that graph and how I how I believe that plays out, that's just why I can't see Penrith doing anything this year. I think it's, it's going to be too hard for them. Whereas, um, you know, the other two teams that we mentioned, if um, Manly can avoid Melbourne and, and end up playing probably eighth spot if they finish in fifth because Parramatta are well and truly going to finish at sixth, uh, then, you know, that'll suit them to a tee, have a bit of a softer run, come up against South in that prelim final. Like, that's just, that's mouth-watering right now. Like, mm. I, I had someone, you know, message me and ask, you know, a Manly Rabbitohs grand final, how good would that be? I just can't see it happening with the way the draw plays out. I think they're going to be playing each other in the prelim, but it's going to be grouse. No matter who comes out of that game, because that is like a genuine coin flip for me. Like I can't, I'd love Melbourne uh, Manly to go through, but there's no way I'm back and putting any money on them against South in that um, prelim final if that's the way it plays out. There you go, Scope. You've done your segue for me. Talking about South Sydney, Cody Walker playing all right um, at this time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Bennett Wayne Bennett came out praising him, which is a bit rare for old Wayne, but um, heaping a bunch of praise on him. Fucking killing it at the moment. Leading try assists by a fucking country mile. With Turbo going down, people throwing out he might be a little Dally M smoky ice. What do you reckon Cody finishes in that conversation? Yeah, I haven't looked at the point system. I think when they went behind, Nathan Cleary was still up by four. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tommy, Tommy and Nathan have been the most standout players, but because they've had injuries, man, Cody Walker's just sort of been ticking along. And like we know game. the we must, yeah, we know the Rabbitohs are going well, but it's like they're out, they're kind of out of sight. It's weird. Like they've won so many games, but no one's really watching them. I, I don't really watch them play too much. I watch their highlights and watch all the beautiful plays that they put on. But man, Cody Walker's been special. If he gets it, be um, be well deserved. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a crazy run. So I'm looking forward to how he goes in the finals as well. Like Scope sort of talked about this little finals lineup. Probably the most excited I've been for final series in a long, long time. And uh, with it being like a genuine three to four horse race. And honestly, anyone can honestly win it. Like Melbourne are starting to limp into, into this. They're starting to, but they, they don't look as good as what they were. Um, everyone's looking like a little bit tired. Um, obviously, Jerome got knocked out on the weekend. So he might be up for a week. So Nick Hines might move in or does Cooper Cronk. Um, that might be a blessing in the skies for Melbourne. I know, we're not, I know we're talking about Souths right now, but I think Nico Hines rolling into the halves and giving Papi a full 80 to get his confidence back, I think it's going to be vital. Yeah, you mentioned Cooper Cronk. It's Cooper Johns. I just uh, correct you on that before we get in the YouTube comments, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, like, it's 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 going to be fun. I have been watching heaps of Souths. Souths have been fucking a pleasure to watch. Like, they're in particular, their left edge, but... Um, some unheralded guys in the in the Ford pack, like you know, Jaden Silver's been around for a while, and everyone knows that name. The Coleman Tungy, bro, Keon Coleman Tungy, he's um he's been unreal, and he plays he plays a nice little linking role through him through the middle too. If they need a spell, Cam Murray, who does that so well, um, Dry Arrow, everyone knows about Dry Arrow. So their their Ford pack has just been really laying a platform for him, and uh, yeah, like. Cody's efforts this year, we, we, we're going to be able to do a little blog on it. Like, he's six off the uh, tri-assist record that Timmy Smith had um, way back when. And, yeah, he's a good chance of getting it. Ren's breaking records. He's breaking records. South's 
30, um, 30 points in a row, uh, t- uh, 10, 10 consecutive games with 30 points in a row. They're flying. They're, they're very hard. And, you know, defensively, they've been pretty good as well. So uh, the, the point that you made just quickly off the top about Cody Walker too from Wayne Bennett, that is fucking high praise. <laughs> Wayne's, Wayne's been around for a minute, man. So um, yeah. like you said, he doesn't give those sorts of compliments out often at all. So, geez, that, um, that's a nice little wrap for his number six. I think the um, the only thing that probably, not the only thing, because obviously Turbo is still the red-hot favourite for Dally M, but the thing that probably holds Cody back is he splits points with Latrell and Wren and Cook in a lot of games, whereas a guy like Tommy, respectfully to all the other boys in Manly, he's probably only split points with DC and Schuster a couple of times. Like he's Every time he plays, he's the best on the field. So um, that's going to be interesting nonetheless. I'd sleep on the pool cleaner. Yeah, in the pool cleaner, of course. Pool um, cleaner got a hat-trick one game. He did. Uh, let's jump down to the bottom just, eight, mate. Sorry, just... Yeah. Just one thing on the Rabbitohs, I think they've got a now. They have to win now or it's never. You know what I mean? You look at yeah. you look at Penrith. They've got still got a young side and they can probably bounce back. Um, Wayne Bennett's gone next year. Um, Adam Reynolds gone. So maybe the conversations behind the scenes is like, fuck boys, it's like now or never. So they're all sort of buying in, and uh, that could be a really benefit, massive benefit to those boys. They're they're aging across the roster. Even you know, with Cody Walker, Cookie, Benji, like they're not they're not super young across the board. So I take your point. Yeah, my- Sorry. Okay, just saying that. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Um, let's let's wrap this up. Then we'll jump down to the bottom eight because you know this is scope. You know where I'm going here. This is where the real excitement package is. We start to use the word mathematical. Sides eight to thirteen. You know who's sitting in twelfth too. <laughs> the guys that are a mathematical chance to get in that eight spot. How do you who's see it by now, mate? Joshy Curran's Warriors. <laughs> where, uh, how do you see it by now? Scope the bottom there. Uh so far, everything that I predicted a couple of weeks ago is, is playing out as per boys. I've got uh, the Knights going on around massive. If uh, if Daniel Saifidi who went down uh, yesterday would look to be uh, a knee injury, he he had his knee uh, heavily strapped. If if he ends up missing any footy uh, in the next couple of weeks, that could be massive. But um, I, I'm still pretty confident. Night seven and Gold Coast Titans eight boys. Nice. Um, see Knights going seven, um, play play power straight up, so that'll be good as well. Uh, but yeah, I see Titans just sneaking in the eighth spot as well. All right, well, you're both wrong, but that's a good way to wrap it up. The Warriors will finish eighth and they will charge on and win the premiership. Cheers, boys. We'll see you on Wednesday.